Karen. I'm Kyle. <laughs> and this is Let's Get Lyrical. The podcast where we overthink your favorite songs. Today, the song that we're going to be strapping on to our feet and boot scooting inside of until we figure out the meaning of life is... That, that Don't Impress Me, me much. much by Shania Twain. Take a listen to this song. Press a little pause here. Go to Spotify. Go to Amazon. Go to YouTube. Go get your CD collection from the 90s. Yes. Dust it's, it it's off. in there. It's, oh, it's definitely gotta be in, in there. there. Absolutely. Take a listen to what Shania has to say and then hear what we have to say about what Shania has to say. It's a vicious cycle. This song first hit our ears in 1997 on the album Come On Over, yeah. which was a fantastic album. It was my brother's first album. But then it was released as a single the next year. So 1998, it was it was singleified. It became single. <laughs> it consciously uncoupled from the album. <laughs> my guess would be there was a couple singles, and then that don't impress me much was like a later single. Um, oh, here we go, actually. Ooh. It was Love Gets... Oh, my God. There was 12 singles. Off this album? <laughs> How many songs are on the album? Oh, my God. <laughs> but uh, That Don't Impress Me Much was number seven. The ones that were released Oof. before the album came out was Love Gets Me Every Time. Okay. Oh, that was the only one. And then the album came out, and then the week after was uh, Don't Be Stupid, You Know I Love You. And then a couple months later, You're Still the One. Oh, And then yeah. on and on and on. Uh, that Don't Impress Me Much was December of the following year. So it was... Over a year after the album Jeez. came out. I guess there's no rule that says you can only have one single off an album yeah. or like three singles. Maybe the, <laughs> the last song that came out as a single was July of 2000. Are you <laughs> they kidding me? They just kept me? milking this thing. I mean, and wow. then really the next album, Up, came out like a year later. So really it was just, huh. she, she was having a moment. You know what? Why not? Why not just run them all out the yeah. barn door and see who wins the, the derby? You know, go for it. Thriller. Uh, went that way. Like True. Half, more than half the songs on Thriller were. The question is now, what songs were not a single? Oh, gosh. Let's find out. The non-singled songs is Whatever You Do, Don't, If You Want to Touch Her, Ask, Black Eyes, Blue Tears, and I Won't Leave You Lonely. Anything Oof. else was a single <laughs> at some point. Gosh. Yeah, milk away, Shania. You do you. You do you. So the single was number eight in the U.S. country charts. Country music in America did not accept Shania Twain. They didn't like her. But she still got to number eight in their charts. She got to number seven on the normal charts, you know, the regular charts. Mm -hmm. In her home country of Canada, as it should be, she got a little higher. She got number five in Canada. The main chart or the country chart? Is there a country chart in Canada? I think Canada? there is a country chart, and I think she did make number one on the country chart. But she got to number five on the everybody chart. In the UK, she got to number three. In Australia, she got to number two, and I will agree that my household personally contributed to that. And in New Zealand, she got to number one. Interesting. Kind of interesting that it, it was lower in America. Yeah. Well, I think they were deliberately pushing back against her. Maybe the country crowd. I mean, yeah. she was big here. I I know. When we have bachelorette parties now, that's the, all they want to hear is Shania. Man, I feel like a woman is the number one. Yeah. And they still quite like that don't impress me much. New Zealand is like the Canada of Australia, and it got higher in our Canada, <laughs> too. <laughs> um, it was written by Shania herself, and Robert John Mutt Lang, which is a fabulous name, let us call him Mutt, as that was his preferred name, um, and at the time, they were husband and wife. Yes. I, rem I remember her being married to an older person, and uh, when they broke up, it being a, I think that's part of the reason why there was this, there's this big gap between uh, her career. Very possible, because what I read, and it was it's very 
tabloid is that they broke up because he had an affair. With oh, yes. Her, no, that did happen. Yeah, with her personal assistant. And then they ran off to Switzerland together to start a new life. And then Shania married her personal assistant's ex-husband. Yes. So that's... <laughs> I didn't realize they were personal assistants. I thought they were best friends, but uh, who knows? Yeah, yeah I think it's probably... But, uh, but yes, I've, I've been aware of this piece of information. Well, for see, quite that some sounds time. like a nice country song right there. That's a square dance, isn't it? <laughs> so Mutt also wrote songs for ACDC, Huey Lewis, Billy Ocean, Lady Gaga. He wrote for Britney too, which makes me feel like he must have been at some point in the room with Max Martin. Yeah, um, otherwise he wouldn't be allowed. <laughs> to, to write at all. Um, he wrote for Maroon 5 and Nickelback. And very importantly to me, and probably no one else, is he wrote for The Cause. The co- Cores. Oh, oh, The Cores. Yeah, The, the Cores. <laughs> yeah, sorry, <clears throat> my accent. The Cores. But I can see they all, like, everything on that list has that similar kind of, there's like a slight aggression to now, it. Now, I will say, in addition to The Cores, he also wrote for The Cars. Oh, yeah, yeah. The, the Cars. <laughs> the Cars. The Cars and The Cores. <laughs> this song comes up a lot in Bachelorette contexts. I think Bachelorettes enjoy hearing it. That don't impress me much in yeah. particular. Shania in general, but I think this is... Yeah. In our line of work, I think it's a very... That's where it's Bachelorette at. heavy. It appears appeals to women, particularly single women, in on the precipice of being engaged with a man. <laughs> I feel like I don't hear this song. I don't even feel man, I feel like a woman too much. Actually, in the wild, too much. Like, like in... Like on radio or... No. It doesn't, doesn't pop up, but yet there's a whole... I don't want to say one generation. I feel like there's two generations that like know that album very, very strongly. Okay, my thesis, and this is very like deep feminist, is that there's a certain point of view she has that doesn't really appeal to like Southern Christian people. And if that's like a crossover crowd with country. I don't want to cut it. Are you saying that maybe she's saying these things don't impress me, but the, but the, you're thinking that maybe the people she's talking to is going to be people that generally are impressed by these things? Let's say yes to that. And also let's say yes to like what a, what's a woman's role in society? Like what what's supposed to, what's she supposed to be doing and how is she transgressing against that that makes people in the country scene go, well, no, you're not supposed to say that. This song is not country enough. Well, I would think that people who are were against her was not really about the content of the songs, but as much as I don't think that don't impress me much is a country song whatsoever. I mean, if you were to change the arrangement, it would be. Well, she's got that slide guitar thing going. Yeah, but I can't imagine not calling this a pop song. There was this big thing during Lemonade for with Beyonce because Uh she has a song called Daddy Lessons, which to me is very strongly a country song um and i think there's even a duet with the dixie chicks and that was banned from being considered a country song right and you know the argument was beyonce is not a country artist so she can't be considered and um you know and without getting into the whole racism aspect of it which is very true i mean the, the argument there was the artist is not traditionally a country artist which is true but to me i'm like but this is a country song this song mm. is a country song so on the flip side, I mean, so that's always been my opinion. It's like, I, I don't care what the artist generally does. We blend genres all the time at this point. I, I can't imagine yeah. us being that gatekeepy. Yeah. Um, and yet, Old Town Road was kicked off the country charts. 
when it's literally a song about taking my horse yeah. to the old town road. Well, <laughs> that, but again, that one's interesting because like the lyrical content is country, but is the music country? I would say so, especially since that there's so many country rappers now. Yeah. Like what? You know? Well, yeah, and, th- and that, that gets into a whole other thing because and, yeah. I kind of, in my head, I kind of have country separated into two categories of like country, country and, and like. Pe- things people keep saying are country, but they're not. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I have like, yeah, my brain kind of kind of goes between those two things. Like basically it's country pop, country rock, row country. And then there's like traditional, like we have, I don't know. You know, that's the thing. It's so hard yeah. to define a genre, especially nowadays. Yeah, I don't know. Lil Nas wasn't anything at the time. That was his first thing, right? That's his first song. Yeah, yeah, that was... So yeah, they couldn't keep him out on any grounds other than they just didn't like him, yeah. and which I think is racist and garbage. I think that song was very country, and it had Billy Ray Cyrus on it. Like, yeah. come on. Like, I guess my thing at the end of the day is, I don't know, let's blur the lines between genres. I don't want yeah. a world where we like gatekeep it all. So figuring out where we stand on these blurred areas. Uh, it's not something I really want to dedicate my life to, so I'm, mm. I'll, like, step out of the conversation because I don't care. Yeah. But um, Well, I feel like my idea is that an artist can call their song whatever they want it to be, and then the audience, theoretically, the audience should be like, well, I enjoy this kind of music, and this song is, you know, now in the genre that I like, and then it's up to them to like it. But with that said, that's exactly what kicked Lil Nas out is that people didn't accept him right. as well, a person. I was going to say, if you are if you put on a radio station and you're in the mood for, you know, Reba yeah. and Dolly Parton and um, Willie Nelson and George Strait, and then, like, so you heard those four artists and then that Don't Impress Me comes on, do you think you'd feel like you're listening to the same music? Probably not, but then I'd probably feel that same way about Florida Georgia Line. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. True, like if, if any That's kind garbage. of contemporary, <laughs> <laughs> if any contemporary country came on, I would probably be like, well, this isn't like Reba. Like, none of it is. Like, Right, right. So and, then, and see, that's why I say so I've always keep, had this. Yeah, why keep Beyonce and Lil Nas out except for one very obvious reason right. that I can think of that they probably will not say outright. Yeah. And then Shania, I guess Shania's not even American. So then like, how can you be American if you're not even American? What if we have one award every year? It's called the Music Award. Yes. Everyone's eligible. And, and, and yeah, we put everyone's song on a wheel and... We have Jimmy Kimmel come out and spin the wheel. Oh, and, and then, then we're like, and the winner is. And it's just that, that Ralph. is music. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. All right. Ow. <laughs> uh, so that's the point where she hit her knee. <laughs> I, you know how I read that ow is burns to follow. <laughs> I would say it's like, it's very similar, but it's like, here we go. Yeah. Which I feel like probably intros other songs of hers. Yeah, I think yeah. that's right. Or Let's Go Girls is definitely yeah, yeah, the, yeah. one so, of them. So really, she just has to do a little intro with every She's song. She's like, and I will now sing. Is it You're Still the One where she has the, the opening? When I first saw you. Yes, it is. <laughs> Shania likes to announce her yeah. arrival and set the scene for what she's about to sing. Yeah. Uh-huh, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. <laughs> okay. She's corroborating with herself. I've known a few guys who thought they were pretty smart. She doesn't say she met smart guys. No. In fact, I think this very much implies the opposite. Yeah, she's implying that the only people who think these guys are smart are these guys. Yeah. So we're right off, we're painting the picture of 
shall I say, superiority? Sure, go for it. At yeah. least intellectual superiority. Or at yeah. least the ability to gauge these people. But she, at confidence, she definitely is already exuding right from the beginning. I would say both. All right, yeah. Superior to confidence. Well, she's not intimidated by these people. She's also saying something that a lot of people can relate to. I want to say women. I want to say all people can relate to meeting these kind of people who are, yeah, you know, have certain, yeah, certain opinions about their intellect. But you've got being right down to an art. So this is her basically being like, hey, I've met people like this. You're on another level, baby. (laughs) There we go. Well, she does later say that he's special or he thinks he's special. But I guess she's also singling him out. Um, I would also like to reference what I, I hope she's referencing, which is that there's actually a book called The Art of Always Being Right which was written by Schopenhauer, who was a philosopher. And I read this book in university, not because I was I needed to for any kind of <laughs> study at all. You read a book while in college in, like, free time? Sort of, yes, sort of. The reason that I read it was because I had to say the name Schopenhauer in the lyric of a song I was singing. So you read an entire book. So I read the entire book so that when that word came up, I could say it with, like, the authority of an actor. This is the kind of wank that actors do and nobody else cares. But I did, I read the entire book so that when I ran through that name in the list of things that in, in the middle of that song, I would know exactly what I was talking I about. I like the idea of you confidently saying the name, but since you read a book, you still had the pronunciation wrong. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Um, anyway, I definitely think that is what she was referring to. I can't imagine a world where she wasn't. No, I, I, w- I really hope she was because one, that that definitely pits her at a level of intellectualism that means she re- she's well-read and this guy probably isn't. Um, also, the book is about winning arguments with no actual factual validity. So the book is a, it's, it's almost like a set of instructions on how to argue with people in a way that undermines them and casts you as knowing what you're talking about, even if you're talking something you 100% know is fake. Very useful for Americans. <laughs> <laughs> you think you're a genius. You drive me up the wall. She disagrees with him, I would say. Or at least she knows he's wrong enough to be annoyed by how much he thinks he's right. Well, and well, my question really here, so you think you're a genius is kind of self-explanatory and it sort of is what we already co- uh, covered, but why does this person drive her up the wall? Is this someone she's been dating? Like, or is this a guy who's just coming up to her at the bar? Could who be. Who she's just getting annoyed by? Because it kind of, in my head, it has to be one of the two things. You either have to know them a while and it's driving you up a wall, or it's like an immediate, you, I just do not like you but like anywhere in between well what's in between i know you are like yeah in between is like i see you around and we hang out here and there oh i see like i would say given the context of the song he's trying to impress her or she perceives that he's trying to impress her he's showing off in some way do you think that this is a at the bar hey hey baby could we sit down i've met enough annoying men to say you could feasibly be passing somebody and they could do that. One time I was sitting on my piano, this is a true story, and a barback came up and mansplained trombones to me, like as if I had never understood this instrument. And I was like, bitch, shut up. You know, that don't impress me much. Like, what do you actually think? You're standing here talking to a musician. 
he was you trying know? to find an in. He's like, well, this is a musician. I'll talk oh, about trombone. I'll, I'll explain this cool instrument she might never have heard of before. I'm like, shut the fuck up. Have you I, heard of a trombone? Exactly. I was like, dude, I've been in orchestras. But here's my thing. I think the difference between if this is a first encounter or or like a multiple date thing changes my perception of the character. Because the one is she's sitting at a bar, guys come up to her, and she just like immediately is like, no, next. And I don't mean that in a bad way. I just mean that like she knows what she wants and it's not you. <clears throat> or is she someone who says, I'll go on these dates and we'll see how it goes. And it's like date one, it's like, yeah, it's okay. And then like date two, it's like, yeah. And it's like, uh, you're my, my, my flags that were raised, they're, they're accurate here. I have declared now <laughs> that don't impress me much. That could go either way. I think that really depends on, I mean, she doesn't seem like a dumb woman. I think she would be able to tell pretty much instantly if someone was, especially if they came up and like tried to mansplain country music to her or something, she'd just be like, next. Yes. Well, whatever the case, this guy does drive her up the wall. So it's capable of the annoyance. Which means she's also capable of seeing things differently and not just taking his word for things, not just being like, oh, I'm, I might be wrong. You know, she's like, no, I know I'm not wrong. And I'm not going to sit here and pander to you and pretend that, you know, you're smarter than me when obviously you're not. And, you know, she's a successful, powerful woman. She doesn't need to sit there and, and have trombones man explained to her. And you know what? More than anything else, sometimes, whether that person is right or wrong, it's the thinking he's a genius. It's the smugness of it. It's the character of... Well, you wouldn't know, but, and it doesn't matter if he's right or wrong, that probably does also get under her skin because it's an assumed superiority from him that she's not buying into at all. Whether he's right, he might be a professor of trombones, like we don't know, but the fact that he would condescend in that way and instead of trying to interact with her, he's just talking down to her, I think would would drive you up the wall too. Right. So continuing, you're a regular original, a know-it-all. Regular original? I paint that as a man who has all these ideas. Now, whether they're in, he acts as if, oh, I have this idea. And it's like, yeah, you just explained, you know, the concept of radio. Yeah. <laughs> you know, or like, or if it's like he has ideas and they're crazy, he's, she's talking to like Charlie from Sunny. <laughs> um, I, I think either one of those things works. But that that's the idea I'm thinking. It's like, oh, oh, great. You have. You have this idea. You're you're so original. Yeah. You know? And either either that originality is absolutely batshit or that originality is sarcastic. <laughs> I would count that as sarcastic. To me, it feels like regular original means she's met like a dozen dudes right. who all think they know everything and they like haven't spoken to each other yet. Like each one thinks they're this little island of intellectual prowess. And she's like, oh, another guy who thinks he's right. this island of intellectual prowess. So she doesn't, I think she's telling him how ordinary it is to think that he's exceptional. And and to that point, the next line is, oh, oh, unless you need to <laughs> register that. No, no, no. Oh, okay. oh, it's like, it's her lament. Oh, oh, you think you're special, which is exactly what you just said is. Yeah, exactly. You think think you're different. Oh, oh, you think you're something else. And you know what? That to me just says all he's managed to communicate at all with all of these words is that he thinks he's great. Yeah. So he's had all this time with her, whether that's been a couple of dates or whether it's just been this time at the bar. And all he's managed to say to her is, look at me, I'm so great. 
And so he's basically wasted, <laughs> he's wasted this gift, whether he has it or not, on himself instead of on her. I think the line, the next line is, okay, so you're a rocket scientist. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't know if it takes deep, uh, <laughs> deep thought here, but. You know what? She's joining him in his self-analysis. She's going, okay, so this is what you think of yourself. She hasn't mentioned any facts. She hasn't mentioned anything that he's said at all. It's minimizing the whole thing he's basing his personality on. I think she's going, all right, let's not discuss the content of anything you've said. Let's just talk about your opinion of yourself. And let's say, for argument's sake, that everything you've said is true and and you are as smart as you say. Let, let's Let, even let's say that, yeah, even, that you are Even if all of this is true, right, right. then she fr- shifts the frame of reference onto herself and says, that don't impress me much. So even if everything you've said is accurate, even if you are the smartest guy in the room, and even if inside your world you are number one, let's just step away from that for a second and look at my world. You're very unimportant. So, yeah, so she says that don't impress me much. So you got the brains, but have you got the touch? So, I mean, so you got the brains, we got that. Like, theoretically, you you have the brains, you say that you do. But what what is the touch she's looking for? Does it matter for, for our sake? I mean, you would assume physical touch. You might assume that he's an awkward dude physically, but I would say it's interpersonal finesse. Like, you do not have a conversational touch where you can make yourself in any way interesting or like incorporate me into any of this, like make me feel like I care about any of this. And I would say like, you got the brains. (laughs) I mean, you kind of too many brains if you're failing and not noticing how spectacularly you're failing at impressing Shania. Well, then how many brains do you have? Well, I personally don't believe too many people have that much more brains than other people. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, people do dumb stuff, people do smart stuff, but I think it's all within a fairly narrow band yeah the problem and i think this is possibly like one of the reasons why people might not (laughs) want this to be in the realm of country is that there's so much work that this guy is doing on being impressive but so little work he's doing on impressing her so he's working on what he considers to be his identity and his status and he's building up this currency that he in whatever world he lives believes makes him a surefire hit But at no point does he ever consult with her and say, what do you like? What can I do for you? How can I connect to you? And I think that's what the touch is. What she's really telling him is that all this stuff is is meaningless if you're not considering me and my opinion. If you want to have a girlfriend to add to your list of things that make you special and cool, you're going about it all in the wrong way because you're not focusing on interpersonal relationships. You're focusing on yourself. That's the touch. That's the touch. It's but touching. It, but it's, it's connecting. Yeah. And he's not connecting at all. Now, don't get me wrong. Yeah, I think you're all right. Which is the only time throughout the song where she ever sues the bird. Yeah, I wonder why, too, because she's just said he he drives her up the wall. I mean, the only thing I could think of is she's saying this to him and he's starting to get hurt. Yeah, I think so. So it's... she, yeah, I think that that is the closest thing because there's no other reason. She's pretty fed up and yeah. she probably just... Sees that he gets it at this point. She's probably being harsh. <laughs> I think he would not take that well, especially if he's got this, as we've established, this like smug superiority. But I do think the reason I say I think that he gets it and is probably done pursuing her is that 
But in verse two and verse three, we're going to new people. Oh, so yeah. this is the breakup. This you know, is the, the, end, the verse yeah. two isn't him trying again. No, not at all. No. So I think that's why, like, okay, so she says you don't got the touch. Have you got the touch? He feels, oh, oh, I I see where this is going. I'm feeling her. And she says, don't get me wrong. I think you're all mm-hmm. right. Mm. See, I could and, read that all right as being like, you're mediocre. You're all right. Like she's known a no, few no, that, guys. No, no, that, that, that is what I mean. It's still, it's still not, not like of, you're all right. You're all right. It's okay. No, 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 no. The way that you thought it. Oh, like, it's still a little bit of a put down, but it's it's not as scathing as everything else. Everything else has been true. you are not what you think you are. Yeah. But to say that you're all right, even even in that negative, I'd say way, average. I think if somebody yeah. thinks he's special and then she says no, you're mediocre. I think is still something of a put down, especially in like that mindset that he's in. And I mean, like, don't don't get me wrong. As you say, she's probably intending it to be slightly softer than her other comments. Yeah. But I think it's still not saying, you're great. No, 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 it's not. Yeah, no, it's no, going, no, you're all right. right. Like, yeah. you're all right. Like, no. I have known a few guys, and you're all right compared to some of those. Yeah. yeah. No, 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 it's still, it's still not a great statement. Mm. But I do not think it is as harsh as the other ones. No. Especially because of the line, now don't get me wrong. And then she drives the point home. To make sure he doesn't realize, oh, she's getting soft and I'm going to, like, Get have another back chance. In, yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I like that that's her turning the tables because it's like, but, you think you're special. You think you're something else. You think you're pretty but, smart. And then she's like, well, I think yeah. you're average. But you're right that she does not say, you're great and you'll find somebody that deserves no, you. No, yeah, no. absolutely. But that won't keep me warm in the middle of the night. She's turning it, yeah. She's yeah. like, all of this is great, but it has nothing to do with me. Go take it elsewhere. Right. Jog on. Yeah. And I think, like, the warm in the middle of the night, I mean, that's, that's like, sexual and intimate imagery. And, and safe. And safe, exactly. Yeah. Like, someone who's got her interests even somewhere, anywhere inside of their mind. Because if, if his whole focus is on his intellect and his status, what does that leave her with? She's setting this standard for herself that, like, if you want to be with me, you have to at least be able to listen to me, <laughs> at least consider right. me in what you're doing. So now this guy hobbles away. Bye-bye. No. She says, that don't impress me much. Yeah, and then he hobbles away. But yeah, I think no. you could say that she's being picky or that she has high standards. But I think, honestly, what I think about it is that it's her taking her place. Yeah. It's her saying, this is my life. And she's talking back to that dude. And she's challenging his self-image. Well, the fact that we never learn that much about the narrator of this song, like about her likes or dislikes, other than that yeah. she doesn't like the men, <laughs> kind of shows that these interactions with these men never brought anything out of her. What do you mean? If they were great guys in any way, shape, or form, I think all oh. all three guys that we're going to meet, they're, so, they're all vain. Really, yeah. I mean, yeah, she keeps finding pretty vain people, <laughs> which is not all men, hashtag not all men. <laughs> But we don't learn anything about our narrator because no one asks yeah. or tries to connect. It's just, True. That's I go a good up point. to you. Yeah. All we learn is that she's not going to put up with crap. Yeah. Which, again, we knew that at the end of this first verse, but she's taken two more verses to reaffirm how much crap she will not put up with. Right. And also that, like, relationships aren't transactional. You can't just build up, like, a social worth and go, well, I am clever Therefore, I deserve to have a lady and then think about it no further. Or she will go, oh, that is a man who has some quality and I will get status from this quality. And this is something that comes up a lot 
in just conversations with various men is that this idea of status that is something you can buy or make or and then women will come to you and I think that's so naive like I know so few few women who who behave like that who are just like oh but look at this car you know I, I just don't think that's a thing and who knows maybe it is and maybe that's uh, uh, that this is my suspicion about why this may not have been so good in the country <laughs> is because maybe that is a thing like you get a nice shiny truck and then women just trot out from the you know the town and they start hanging out but like I don't think that's how women are I don't think it's a transaction is that too I harsh d- no 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 <laughs> I was thinking about how I do think having a dog helps to make friends <laughs> ah. <laughs> relationships I you don't know, know. I mean in, no. a, in, in essence it is a relationship too if you meet somebody but Having a dog helps friends. And you know what? Having a truck, you frame that in the relationship way, which is, of course, one aspect of friends is a subset of that. But as far as friendship, you drive around in a nice car. A lot of people, I'm not one of those people, a lot of people do talk about the car. You walk around with a dog. You know what? I think that's true for icebreakers. And who knows? Maybe that's why she walked up to all these people is because of this one quality they have. Maybe this guy had glasses on. He was like, oh, he looks smart. Exactly. Because I've done that before and then been horribly disappointed. Yeah. She goes on with, "Uh uh-huh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, of course. Because she's backing herself up. She's saying, I I will stand by this statement. Yeah, but she didn't then, say no, 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 no. <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah, she did. she made it well, quite if, clear. If she did, she'd be wagging at him. That's right. No, 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 no. no, 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 no. <laughs> but she's saying, yeah, yes, Shania, you made the good choice. Because in the, the next character who we're introduced to, as we know, they're all vain, but he is a particularly good-looking guy. And it, who knows, maybe that ice, that is the icebreaker. He puts effort into his appearance. You might go, okay, there's someone of substance, someone who understands that women might not want to go for the guy who hasn't brushed his hair in three weeks or had a bath. So, you know, there's some kind of self-awareness that it takes to be to maintain a standard of grooming, let's say. And so maybe she's come up to him and she's gone, okay, what do you got? Next. Next. <laughs> Our next contestant is Ralph. <laughs> he carries a mirror in his pocket. Yeah, so the exact line is, I never knew a guy who carried a mirror in his pocket. And a comb up his sleeve just in case. I would link those yeah. two together. Yeah. He is good looking and he does maintain himself, but he's taking it slightly too far. Or, you know what? I, Actually, you know, I'll say by 2023 standards, I know plenty of men who put, you know, that kind of effort in. Well, men uh, who wear makeup, men who like want to look good. That's funny that you went the men who want to look good in makeup, which, which I do agree, and that's true and straight. Mm-hmm. Gay culture. Yep. But I was actually thinking of gym bros. <laughs> gym bros. <laughs> Ones yeah. who just like, I got to go to the gym all the time. Again, nothing wrong with that. Nothing on the wrong with that on the surface. It depends exactly. how, uh, yep. how you treat Shania. <laughs> However, if you are carrying a mirror in your pocket and a comb on your sleeve, you're, uh, those are some signs. Flags. Yeah, you're not. Um, you're not out yet. Yeah, you're, <laughs> you're not walking past a window and checking yourself out. Incidentally, you're planning to check yourself out. At 15-minute intervals, just to make sure that the makeup hasn't cracked. And you know what? Maybe, I don't know, is there a double standard? If a woman did that, would that be a problem? Well, a woman keeps those things in her purse, right? She I can, mean, yeah. yeah. I don't have a purse or any of these things or wear makeup <laughs> in my daily life, so I'm not exactly sure. However, if I was on stage... Well, that that's different. That, yeah. I'm not, I like, would not a equate that. That's a professional thing. Like, if I was a, like a, um, what do you call them, a flight attendant, I might need to do that. I don't know. Like, they always look... Yeah. Very, very perfect. But then, like, I don't know, flight attendants on their day is off. Do they bother with all that stuff? I don't know. So, mm, 
I, I would say, personally, I don't really have a problem with a man wearing makeup I, and looking great. I think the other thing, <laughs> well, again, in a, in a scenario where this is a guy picking up the guy, a girl at a bar, having the mirror in your pocket to comb up your sleeve implies that you've got your system down. You know, mm-hmm. so this is a regular, you know how you do it. Again, not necessarily bad if you're, like, trying to find someone. However, but... if this is a bar situation and he has frequently taken time out to keep checking his mirror and keep checking his hair and keep combing and she's noticed he's just got these things in his pocket and he just kind of almost obsessively is checking on them, it's a bit of a distraction. Like, she's telling him about her hometown of Canada and he's... Just like one second, and he's just breaking that conversation. Maybe they did have a flow, and he keeps interrupting right, to right. check back in on himself instead yeah. of showing her that he's interested in her. Continuing this picture, and all that extra hold gel in your hair ought to lock it, because heaven forbid it should fall out of place. A comb through extra hold gel probably won't do much good. But maybe he's just doing like the edges, like keeping the flyaways in with the comb. Yeah, possibly. But also extra hold gel to me implies a heavy-handed kind of inexpert touch. You know what I mean? <laughs> like of all the hair products, extra hold gel is just like dense. It's a very like controlling kind of product. I'll be honest. seems like every decade has its own thing. So I just didn't know if extra hold gel is, is a 90s, uh, hmm. 90s I'd thing. Say, I would say extra hold gel might be a 50s thing. Yeah, well, true, true, true. Brill cream. Brill cream. Like cement it on there. It's a clumsy thing to use in your hair. I know my hair is significantly longer than uh, like a bar dude's hair. But you might be right. That I mean, if he's got a mirror and a comb and and the gel, it doesn't necessarily mean he's using the gel on all of his hair. It might be for his calic. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Clearly, he has thought this through to that extent. So Mm -hmm. he'll have every you know tool in the toolbox. But she does say all that extra hold gel. So he's put a lot more, like enough for her to Mm, notice that it's like. Slick on his head. Yeah. He's devoted a lot of time. Also, I do want to go through that. The phrase that it ought to lock it. Ought to lock it. Yeah, that, that ought, that'll, that'll do the trick. And your hair ought to lock it. But I think that there's two ways she's saying that. One is that way. Like, oh, it yeah. ought to lock it. It ought to stay in place. Stay in place, yeah. But the other thing is saying that confirms it for me. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, okay. So the mirror, the comb, and the and gel. And the gel, that's that, locked That's it. three strikes. <laughs> <laughs> I, what I thought you were going to say was... Um, oh, was the third thing? The third thing being like, that ought to lock it with me. Like, once I see that gel in your hair, oh, I, I'm I'm locked in with you. Like, you, you've you done the deal, baby. I'm coming home with you. No, but, but she but she. No, but doesn't. she's being sarcastic. Oh, well, that's like, kind of what I said. It, it locks it locks in for me. Yeah, that okay, this yeah, is yeah. Not, yeah, I was yeah all right, yeah. That's... Two sides of the same coin. All right. Yeah, that's a good point. Heaven forbid it should fall out of place. I would say that there's going to be consequences if something happens. He's going to chuck a hissy fit or he's going to cry or he's going to get violent or something. Like, honestly, the more I think about this character, the more I think he's quite controlling. He's controlling on his own hair. So what else is he Exactly. That's about? what I mean. Like, heaven forbid, like something should go wrong. I might be caught with my pants down. I might be humiliated or seen as something other than I have carefully constructed myself to seem. She's kind of, I don't know if she's cracked the surface of him yet, but I think she she's aware that underneath the surface there's uh, emotion, I would say maybe associated with fear of loss of control, a lot of fear, maybe a lot of um, insecurity. What if it falls out of place? Yeah, like, what if? Heaven forbid. Yeah, most people would be like, yeah, yeah. whatever. But he's we're at a bar, like, we're drinking, like, 
I don't need to loosen look. that tie, baby. Yeah. And he's like, no, <laughs> I must look like a Ken doll. Suit up. Okay, so you're Brad Pitt. So not you, Kyle. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I'm aware when you're really reading the lyrics. <laughs> um, but, you, but but you did point at me as if to say, what do you have to say to that? I did, yes. I mean, I, obviously, this is this um, sexiest man alive for most of the 90s. Oh, oh, well, let me say this, though. Brad Pitt is, like, in retrospect, a great one to choose. Yeah. You would not have known this when you wrote it. No. Who would have longevity and who wouldn't? Yeah, but it's nice that well. when we still sing this song, it's not like, I don't know, name a 90s actor who we don't, like, know anymore. Dean Kane. Yeah, 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 yeah. Even though, yeah, <laughs> Dean Kane. Exactly. Like, no, I mean, at some point it will be outdated. but uh, Well, to that end, she has been updating it when she, she sings has, it. She has, she has, So she, last year she very famously sang Ryan Reynolds and... Brad Pitt was immediately bombarded with paparazzi asking him how he felt about it. And apparently he was like, eh, whatever. <laughs> she should change it to whoever the current sexiest man alive is. Well, I think she's been doing that oh, because this year. Paul Rudd or something? <laughs> it's um, Channing Tatum. She Channing oh, Tatumed okay. it. I don't know how those guys are going to hold up compared to Brad Pitt. No, but it's not on the recording. So. No, that's true. Bad Brad, Brad Pitt Pitt's is the, the OG. OG. Hey. Jinx. Jinx, that don't impress me much. <laughs> Yeah, but she was right. Apparently, she chose him because, well, I mean, obviously, Sexiest Man Alive, most of the 90s. Um, but apparently, he was in the tabloids at the time with a very kind of messy breakup with Gwyneth Paltrow. And all their dirty laundry was coming out. And she was like, ugh, <laughs> what a beautiful man making ridiculous public choices. So you got the looks, but have you got the touch? Is she saying, well, again, this is the same thing. Like, is she saying it because he's actually gorgeous? Or is she saying it just to calm him down a little bit? Well, it's not to calm him down, but is she saying, so you think you got the looks? Or is she saying, no, no, I acknowledge that you got the looks, but have yeah, you have you got looking. the touch? Yeah. I, I, I kind of take it that way. I, th- I think this guy is probably attractive. I mean, Decently attractive. it seems like he probably is. I, 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 I would hope, honestly, if he carries a mirror in his pocket, comb up his sleeve, all this stuff. Yeah, you I would hope, hope he's like, like, I can't imagine that he just ends up being like Urkel. You know, and just like after all this work, like, well, she says at least attractive. Yeah, he just says, doesn't have the touch. I think you're all right. So what's like the all right? See, I would put that as like Adam Driver, like someone who's <laughs> like decently attractive. He's not Brad Pitt, but he's like, he's all right. I think the all right refers back to the whole package. Oh, like he's he's an all right guy. Yeah. But then, I think you, you know what? But then like if you're she's, all right, if she's judging him basically on two criteria, which is are you good looking? And do you have the touch? And he's ranking 100% in one and 0% in the other. He's going to end up at a nice 50. No, no, that's giving uh, equal weight to both pieces of information. Oh, so the all right is like, all right is how much I care about your looks. No, I think other things go into consideration. We just, she just didn't list them all out here. It, how funny he is went into consideration too. Well, she doesn't say that. And I also, know. I would say that's having a touch because the whole point of humor is communicating hmm. something in order to get a reaction out of someone else. And he's not really doing that. Like, he's not trying to make her laugh. Right. He doesn't have the touch. Yeah, then why does she think he's all, she, he's all right? What piece of information helps us think that he's all right in any way? That's why I think she's trying to calm them down. Like, she's... With a lie. With a lie. Rather than... <laughs> Yeah, I mean, she's like, you're not Hitler, you know. <laughs> What's well, halfway between Brad Pitt and Hitler? Yeah, at the at the end, it doesn't say you think you're Hitler or something. <laughs> anyway, 
she can't warm herself by the fire of his smouldering eyes. <laughs> I'm sorry. At night. <laughs> no, okay. I'm not, I'm not over it yet. <laughs> I pictured Hitler in space and Shania there too. Oh God. <laughs> I think I think I'm all right. I'm not. I don't think I'm on a, the verge of a. Uh, I think you're all right. <laughs> all right, I'm good. I'm good. Okay, that won't keep me warm in the middle of the night. She's not impressed. That don't impress me much. He's been honing this side of his personality without ever checking in to see if it's impressive. And maybe if that's the case, maybe she's just giving honest feedback to this guy. Been going, it's great. You're all right. Like, that's good. But this is not in any way valuable. So that could be just a nice kind of realistic thing. I'll be like, okay, cool. It's good for you to have this because maybe it made me walk over in the bar. But I'm sorry, you're going to have to try something else if you actually want to have a relationship. It can't all be about your nose job. You know, that's really nice of her. She's taking the time to re-educate these bros and say, you know what? You're fine the way you are. Like, maybe just open up. Maybe just talk about yourself. Maybe be vulnerable for a minute. Maybe you don't have to construct all this crap. But you got to figure this out and then try it with the next person. That's it, yeah. I'm not being there for this journey. No, that's it. But she's pointing him in the right direction, which is a charitable act on her part. She really didn't have to take this much time. She could have just splashed the drink on his makeup and walked away. Well, she doesn't do that. But at the end, though, she does say, that don't impress me much. She does. Next. Next. (laughs) (laughs) You're one of those guys who likes to shine his machine. (laughs) there's There's a few parts here. So number one, you're one of those guys which immediately says you're not special. Not special. You're one you, of those you, guys. This yeah. is this is a trope I've seen. Multiple people do this. I'll let you <laughs> g- tell me what you think Shine's machine is. You know what I think Shine's machine is? He's a wanker. <laughs> He's a jerk off. Oh. Um, I mean, it clearly is trying to give that sense, that double and I think so. I mean, she's what she kicked the last one off. And we're getting more yeah. sexual with each one. The first one's brains. Second one's body. Oh, yeah. Third one's so. straight up penis metaphor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Good thing there's not a fourth verse. Whew. So you got the touch, but have you got the touch? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I just want to talk about the one time I had a friend who had a car bro boyfriend. He did spend all his time like looking at car parts, shining his car. And he and his bros would like go to car meetings and it was like, well, what, what do you do at these meetings? He was like, oh, well, we just drive under a bridge somewhere and look at our cars. And I just couldn't get my head around it. It was like, to me, a car is the thing that gets you between the fun places. The car isn't the fun place. So many people think it is and uh, including a Mr. Bruce Springsteen uh, <laughs> um, is something I have never... No. Uh, I don't want to say I don't understand. I can understand how someone else would like it, but it is... It's not my thing. I yeah. I I like a car that runs well. That's and, it, like a good know, reliable automobile. And I, I yeah, and I enjoy a good road trip and, and something. And and that's why I understand if you're someone who is in cars a lot more. But then the, the, I can the, understand enjoying fixing cars. That I can understand. Yeah. Like being into how they run. That sounds very interesting. But this is shine your machine. This is like car bro. Yeah. Like I just went on eBay and bought these mag rims and yeah yeah, yeah See, that, that I don't get it's very showy because I don't understand why to me sometimes it is almost a negative to have a nice car that people notice yeah it's certainly New Orleans it is yeah. and, <laughs> yeah. and, and you, you won't know, last that, long <laughs> that can also be from where I am yeah I mean like yeah. in other places where, know, where Shania's uh based out of I mean she's from Toronto Canada, or something but, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> 
I don't know what the car hijacking yeah. life is like. That's in no our hometown. Yeah, that's definitely like you're you're asking for trouble, but maybe that's a status thing too. Like, okay, go ahead, take my car. I could just buy a new one. Oh no, there was one other time when I was in college, this guy had a really nice car and he used to just ring me up and say, Do you want to go for a ride in the car? And he would I'd say, Okay, because I'm in college and I don't really smoke pot very much, so what else am I doing? And he would pick me up and we'd just drive around the town and we'd listen to our Jamie Cullum album. Yes. We wouldn't really talk much. We didn't make out. He didn't, like, touch me or do anything. Like, was he, I didn't touch him. Was he gay? I don't really Have know. After? Have you kept in touch with him? No. One time I heard him on the radio, he became an opera singer. He's really good. Oh. I wish him the best. He's a beautiful person. Uh, but we, we never, like, did anything. But I think he just wanted to put a woman in the car and drive, <laughs> you know, and would you know, he'd go fuel what? up the car. But and... did that impress you much? No, I didn't. Oh. Do, I mean, I liked him as a person, but when we were in the car, it was wasn't like about hanging out. It was about just going in the car, right. and I was like, okay. And I mean, it didn't really. I mean, it was like that, or sit in my dorm. Like, I may as well look out the window. But that's about as far as it. I wasn't like, oh my god, ooh, you know. It didn't impress me much. It was just like, well, this is a nice element to your personality, and, and doesn't have anything to do with me. But then. You make me take off my shoes before you let me get in. I think she ranks lower than the car in his esteem. Is this about the car? <laughs> <laughs> well, she's getting <laughs> she's getting in. <laughs> they I don't could know. Be. They, they could, could be. be. They could be. Either way, he's still putting his car, his whatever it is, above her, above her comfort, above her expectation, above. She, maybe she's really proud of her shoes and she doesn't want them off because they're really great shoes. But then he's like, nope. But oh. then like, Kyle, if this car is a metaphor, then how do you explain, I can't believe you kiss your car goodnight? No, I can. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, baby. I mean, that that's impressive. I can't believe it. I can't believe yeah. it. That's true. I can't believe it. Come on, yeah. baby. Tell me. You must be joking, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's kind of how I felt with the car, bro. When he was like, me and the boys, we just pick a bridge to drive to and then put our cars underneath it. I was like, you must be joking. Like, this isn't a real thing. <laughs> and you know what? Maybe maybe there are girls out there who do respond to that. But if you've got nothing else to offer Shania and she's not into cars, then the whole thing falls apart. He really yeah. has no other. Well, in some ways, actually, if you read into this, other girls, it does work on. Because the confidence level of these guys... And the way in which it almost seems like this isn't their first rodeo with the mirror in the pocket, the way you do your yeah. cars, this normally works for them. So then is this about Shania having high standards? Yeah. Huh. Because why? What, these guys seem so confident. I mean, what confident guy do you know that has moves like this, or these three separate people with these three separate moves? If it was their first time trying it, they're not confident yet. If it doesn't work most of the time... I would imagine they're not confident, hmm. but it seems like they have their game down. They have a game. They have yeah. a way they do this. Let me show you my car. Let me show you my hair. Do you know Let what me... then? Maybe Shania is telling women, you don't have to buy into this. Like, you don't have to date a boring guy because he has a nice car. You don't have to date an annoying guy just because he's got a degree in astrophysics. Like, you can actually right. ask for more. And this stuff shouldn't be impressive on its own. Yeah. You and should go for substance over style. 
And we don't bring up, we haven't brought up a lot, but again, the song is 97. Yeah. We're in the 90s here, which I think is a big... Consumerism, um, boomy kind of. And I think this is a lot of where the... I don't want to say, I mean, it certainly didn't start in the 90s, but we're, we're still coming on that upswing of women taking control. Mm-hmm. You know, how long has it been at this point that women are like even like in the workplace and, and doing things like that? I mean, because it's well, 30 well, years, but it's not that long. <laughs> I'll say 1920s. In the women? In the contemporary workplace, yes. World War One, uh, Like yeah, 1910s. Yeah, 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 true, true, true. But well, that's... if we're documenting the history of feminism. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So in the 1890s with the suffragettes, World War One, women had to get in because the men were all gone. Same thing happened again in World War Two, 1930s and 40s. Uh, in the 50s, they were forced back in. 60s, they were like, no, with border being in. <laughs> right. See, I was going to say 70s is when like the more contemporary version of that started. Yeah, started. yeah, the one that Shania was probably born into started, yeah. and so she's affirming that. And then, how many years till Lizzo? Twenty. <laughs> yeah, twenty yeah. years. Yeah, so we're still twenty years away from Lizzo. This is not the first time we've used Lizzo as Lizzo, a marker. Lizzo is my barometer for how the world should be. So that's why everything's bouncing off Lizzo. I would call her Gen X, Shania. Yeah, I'd say Gen yeah, X. Gen X. Yeah, and I think. Uh, again, this is anecdotal, but a lot of bros I know from that age group are real, like, resistant to marriage and monogamy and all that kind of stuff. And she's sort of standing up and saying, you know what? You can have that. If you're looking for a partner, you should be looking for somebody who's partnery and not self-centered. By the way, it does seem like Shania is looking for a bro guy who's sensitive. Because all three of these people who she spoke to... yeah. It, they are do they are kind of bro. It does seem like that is something that she likes. There's broy and then there's exceptional. Well, yeah, yeah. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Like, cause like a smart guy might not necessarily be a bro, and she didn't even say he was good looking or built or anything. No, but she's talking to him. Yeah, she could have actually met him at a NASA party that she got invited <laughs> to. And then the second guy was just all, good looking. All three of these people, I think she had an initial thought that it might be all right to talk to them. I don't think any of them mm. were immediately making her uncomfortable from the very, very, very beginning. No, no. I think there was an air of approachability. So maybe there is there is still that uh, transactional capital kind of behind it. Uh, these guys have worked hard in at least one area of themselves enough to get her attention, but then they can't back it up. And you know what? She says, all right. Maybe the all right then is the concession that these things are all right. There's nothing wrong with any of this stuff. She's not saying cars are stupid. She's not saying looks don't mean anything. But she's just saying this is all right. Right. But this isn't what I'm aiming for. And this isn't what people should be aiming for when they're looking for potential spouses. It's like, don't look at this surface stuff. You have to actually be able to connect to them. Oh, oh, you think you're special. Oh, you think you're something else. Okay, so you've got a car. (laughs) That's not the most poetic way to put it. <laughs> You've got a car. Yes, yes, you do. Um, but then who knows? Maybe the guy she's speaking with isn't deep enough to understand a metaphor, so she's got to say it straight out. And it's also the least impressive of the three uh, things I think we've so, found yeah. so far. Yeah. In fact, pickings are getting worse <laughs> yeah. as we go along. Yeah. She's the, first gone. Guy, the first guy was potent, supposedly smart. At least he thought he was right. smart. <laughs> Well, maybe she met him at the UN conference, and then she met the second guy at the CMAs. Yeah. And then she met the third guy. After the CMAs. After the CMAs. <laughs> at the dive bar around the corner. Okay. So you got the moves, but have you got the touch? Again, does that mean he can, like, drive her around the city? Like, that's what he's offering? He's like, you want to get and in? And, like, yeah, yeah, and, like, I put my arm around you while we're watching the movie at the... Yeah. 
drive through. Yeah, the drive through. In the car. <laughs> At least they're doing something in the car. Like, then that's a sort of a destination. But then got the moves. Like, does that mean he's charming in some way? No, I think it goes back to what I said of he plays yeah. the game. He's not uncomfortable putting the arm around and maybe not in a creepy way. So he's got moves. He does have moves, but the spark isn't there. Is it the kind of thing where he learned them off some, like, alpha Reddit thread or something? Well, that might be creepy, though. And I don't know if these guys are creepy. It doesn't seem... Because that's a different thing. She's not impressed by them, but she's not I think she's got creeped out. Yeah, she's got enough self-esteem to yeah. know that they can't really so I don't hurt think, her. So I don't think he learned it off of, like, try this. Because that would mean that he's, like, awkwardly attempting things. He's got the moves. He's got the confidence. He's got the ability to make it comfortable. I think that's part oh, of the okay, move. That's, that's the part moves. of the moves is be able to keep it comfortable. But the spark just yeah. doesn't. And again, at no point has he made her feel valuable in that he's made her right. take off her shoes and said, you're, yeah. you're dirty. You're right. filthy. Don't, don't put your trotters all over Betsy. Right. Even if he was doing things right, he's still not yeah, valuing her. He's not showing her that she has any value to him other than as a status symbol. Again, like my friend wanted to just put a woman in the car and drive with it, you know, and maybe that's all he wants from her. And she's like, I'm sorry, that's not relationship material. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, I think you're all right. I don't know. This one's like a stretch. I think this one. <laughs> just because he has a car. Yeah. <laughs> the car is the only thing we know about him, but okay. she knows more. She didn't tell us everything she knows about this guy. Yeah, but in terms of a, a lyrical reading, what we got to work with what we got. I think the all right refers to he seems fine. Yeah. Right? With things that we don't quite know. He's and, not creepy. He's not... Uh, and he's you know, yeah, he's not. High. she's not being judgmental on him either. It's like, you know, cars are cars. Yes, you have one. Okay, all right. But that won't keep me warm in the middle of the night unless it has heated <laughs> seating. Mine does. Ooh. <laughs> You have kept me warm in the middle of the night with your heated seating <laughs> in a very non-creepy way. Does that still work even though your AC is broken? Yes, and the heat works too, oh, so I can keep you, you warm. Thanks. You could go over and pick Shania up today and she would be impressed. Yeah. There you go. But then she kind of sums it all up at the end here. That don't impress me much. That don't impress me much. That's how she says it. You think you're cool, but have you got the touch? Yeah, again, it's a self-focused thing. That's what she's wrapping it up with. It's like, you think you're cool. You've done these things. You've attempted to build yourself up, but no interest in me whatsoever. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, I think you're all right. That will keep me warm in the long, cold, lonely night. The night is getting... Uh, Longer and colder. Yeah. That's just her showing that she's willing to go through a long, cold, lonely night more than she's willing to compromise with some guy. Right. She's showing how damn serious she is about it. She's ready. She's aware of what it means to be alone, and she would rather that than go with someone who is not right for her. Uh-huh. It's a me. Should I? Uh... <laughs> okay. So what do you think? You're Elvis or something? <laughs> now, here's my question. Does Elvis uh, impress her? I think so. Yeah, I think that's the implication It's Elvis here. or no one. Yeah. She's looking for her Elvis. Honey, Elvis. Elvis. Elvis is dead. But you know what? I like that about her. Set off it, for Elvis and no one else. But is that too high a standard? I don't think so if you're Shania. But Elvis is dead. But I think for every Shania, there is an Elvis. There's that perfect guy, and I think it's worth waiting for, and I think that's what she's saying as well. And, you know, listening at home, 
You might not be Shania, but you might have your own Elvis out there somewhere. Yeah, maybe Who? he's not Elvis because you're not Shania, but you know, it's maybe the same he's uh, maybe he's Pat Monahan of Train. <laughs> yes. <laughs> or maybe he is Dale Earnhardt and you're like the flag girl and maybe the car is your thing. And if that's it, then that's your Elvis, you know? But for her, she needs the touch. Maybe Elvis is like Bigfoot and like she'll never find him. I optimistically believe that she will find her Elvis. The very last line of the song is, that don't impress me. She doesn't throw in much at the end. That don't impress me. I feel like it drives the point home. She's not making it conditional. She's yeah. making it absolute. Yeah. That doesn't impress me. Next. <laughs> yeah. Done. End of discussion. The important thing about this is that she's shifting the focus from men parading to women accepting. And I think that that's the, the feminist legacy she's left us with. You get to decide and you get to make up your mind based on how you feel, not based on any kind of standard that society sets or that a guy will measure himself by or that anyone gets to tell you who your Elvis is. And don't fall for their moves because they've used them before. <gasps> Scandal. If you want to tell us about your bad dates, <laughs> tell us in the comments and via Instagram private message. We're on Instagram at Let's Get Lyrical Podcast. Thank you so much for getting lyrical with us. I'm Karen. I'm Kyle. And we love you. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.